Percy, are there times when one who attempts to be a caregiver and provides support for family and friends, can they cross boundaries that should be honored and respected? Absolutely, Wayne. Uh, The key to working with and supporting any human being is first knowing and understanding the dynamics of their unique personality. Effectiveness can only be achieved by being committed to their needs first Mm -hmm. and not your personal desires. This sounds like a conversation we need to have today. Sounds like a conversation you need to have with your wife today, (laughs) Mm. and you'll do that on this edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm not going to get between Percy and Anita McRae here today. Both of them will be on the program with us. Percy is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm Wayne Shepard. You did pre-record in a conversation with Anita, which doesn't give me a chance to ask her the tough questions. Mm, (laughs) I'm a smart man. (laughs) We're talking today about caregiving, and uh, we've titled this, Let Them Drive the Bus. Who's the them? Well, in this particular scenario, we're talking about the patient, those that are being supported by caregivers. And so the emphasis here is on the patient being in charge of the conversation and the direction of their care. Okay. Seriously, your wife is going to join us here today. So it's a reality show, really. Yeah, it really is. This is allowing, you know, uh, access into my personal life, my personal journey. <laughs> and, and and people will get to hear a little bit from the heart of the person who stands by my side and supports yep. me through thick and thin. Yep. Well, I'm so glad that our listeners have joined us for this edition. Let them drive the bus. Now, we're going to open with a question that we often pose to our listeners. At least we, we change up the questions each week, but mm. we've got one this week. Has anyone ever attempted to support you in any way? but did not take into account your needs and boundaries. Mm. So the very thing we're talking about here today, has it affected you? Again, has anyone ever attempted to support you in any way, but did not take into account your needs and boundaries? You can answer this question at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And these questions and answers are very valuable to us because we base uh, future programs on the responses too. We absolutely do. We've been inspired by many comments to basically have topics uh, for our shows. Absolutely. Yep, yep. You have one of the recent uh, questions and answers there in front of you. I do. We have a respondent from Shaker Heights, Ohio, who reacted to uh, uh, the question in a previous show. What was something you learned during your cancer journey? What was something that you learned during your cancer journey? And they responded. Yeah, they, they unlocked a lot of responses. They really they? did. They really did. This was very profound. I learned during my cancer journey that there was a purpose for what I endured. I didn't know what that purpose was at the time, but I knew that it was to give God glory. This year makes three years that I am cancer-free, and I thank God that his purpose is becoming clearer to me as I embrace my commission to serve as a leader in my church's new cancer care ministry. praise God. Yeah. The purpose was for me to be an encouragement to the patients and their caregivers who are fighting in a similar battle and to help give voice and direction to those who don't know how or what to say to someone who is fighting a cancer battle. I am reminded from my cancer journey that some people don't know how to help or what to say. 
I pray that I will be an effective instrument for God to use to empower the body of believers for excellence. This is the vision, by the way, of my local church. Yeah, which they share and buy into, yeah, of course. it's awesome. Great response. Thank you very much. And again, we read these when you send them in, mm-hmm. so don't be shy about answering the question each week. This week's question, has anyone ever attempted to support you but did not take into account your needs and boundaries? Percy, why don't you open with scripture here before we turn to uh, Anita's interview? Yeah, so our spiritual nugget for today that'll kind of ground us in our conversation is Luke 6, 31. Very simple uh, passage of scripture. We've heard it many times. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Verse 31 is our operative verse. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Do to others as you would have them do to you. And this is going to ground our conversation with regard to respecting the boundaries and understanding the needs of the person that you are supporting. And how would you feel if you were in that position? So do unto others as you would have done unto you. Great selection to open our program here today. We'll get to our special guest, our very special guest in a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, you're bringing your very own wife, Anita, to the program here today. Mm. So uh, let's get started. What do you say? Well, hey, 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 I'm excited to be back with you again for another episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And today's uh, conversation is going to be a little bit different because I will be uh, speaking with my wife, who was my primary caregiver uh, when I was diagnosed with early stage one colon cancer back in 2019 and doing well, for those of you who would like to know. And certainly am blessed and feel very fortunate. But as we have talked on uh, segments and interviewed in the past, it's important that uh, we give conversation to the role and the place and the mental and emotional uh, space that caregivers uh, often are, are having to manage and negotiate when they're supporting one with cancer. And in my particular case, uh, given my unique personality and my dynamic, I'm kind of a type A personality, a uh, Uh, I like to be in control. I don't like to have anyone hovering over me per se. Uh, I thought that it would make sense to to hear from uh, this particular caregiver and let her uh, specific and unique uh, perspective be given with regard to uh, some of the things that she experienced while supporting me. And so welcome to today's show, uh, the one and only, my lovely, uh, beautiful bride. I call her my secret weapon, uh, Anita McCray. Hey, sweetie, how you doing? I'm great. 
Well, uh, you're behind the microphone, and so <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah, so it's a little bit different, and uh, but I think that this is going to be a great uh, segment. And you and I have talked, and you know we've kind of gone through some of the things that you know we went through, and what you specifically went through as my caregiver. And I thought it would be a value to to have that shared with the audience as we talk about supporting cancer patients. And so, number one. Let's start, you know, in the beginning, as you may recall, you know, I had some symptoms Mm -hmm. and, you know, over a period of time and then finally went and had uh, saw a GI and and got a colonoscopy done. And lo and behold, uh, that information that came out of that colonoscopy is that they found a mass uh, in my colon. And uh, immediately, you know, we went back to. Uh, our home base, which is Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Chicago, and spoke to uh, our long-term friend and GI, uh, Dr. Vashi, and he confirmed that I had a mask, a a golf ball-sized mask uh, that needed to be removed immediately. And I had one-third of my colon removed and resectioned, and we had that taken out. And the good news was that 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 mask did not break through the colon wall in any way, and it had not spread. And at the time of this recording, uh, I have no evidence of disease. And so uh, we thank God for that. But let's talk about the day when I told you uh, we had just finished spending quality time uh, with our daughter and our grandchildren uh, who had spent some time with us in Florida. And they had left and you had asked me, had I heard back from the GI and did I have any news? And I told you, yeah, uh, that they found a mass. And then when it was confirmed uh, by Dr. Vashi uh, at CTC in Chicago, uh, we knew that we had a cancer diagnosis. Uh, what ran through your mind when you first heard that I had cancer? Well, you know, you have that initial shock, um, but in the back of my mind and in my heart, I already knew. We just, we knew. We knew in our hearts that something was wrong from all of all of the symptoms that you were having, but so they just solidly confirmed that for us. But being a doer that that I am, and also already had been, um, I had already been in prayer, and I was ready for this. You've lived this this life um, working with cancer treatment centers and working with cancer patients. We were ready, and we were ready for the next steps. I wasn't afraid, but. We were ready for, okay, what's next? So a little bit of like, oh, okay, here we go. Now let's, um, let's get ready and let's move. And then we made the call you know, to Dr. Vashi and we were, we were on our way. And so we did that. Uh, Dr. Vashi responded right away. He was fantastic. And of course, we've, I've interviewed him here. And if you have not heard that show, just archive uh, the show with Dr. P. Vashi. Uh, he was fantastic. Um, got me lined up for surgery. We had surgery. And, um, you know, we took care of that. So we, we get out of surgery. And I was in the hospital, I think, a total of four days, if my memory serves me correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was four or five days, if I'm not mistaken. Right, babe? Yeah. And so uh, healed up well and then flew back from Chicago to, you know, Florida. And then we had to start the recovery process. Uh, given the nature of my personality, which, again, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very, you know, independent kind of type A personality. Let's talk about some of the challenges you had in trying to be supportive or to provide care for one 
who's very independent and and basically likes to kind of do what he needs to do and doesn't want to have a lot of fuss made over him. Let's talk about how challenging was that for you as a caregiver? To help someone who wants to do everything by themselves um, can definitely be a challenge as a caregiver. We have to remember that to listen, to not overstep as caregivers, and also to allow the patient to be in control. This is not our journey. It's their journey. We must allow them, and you've often said this, let them drive the bus, let them drive the car, uh, let let the patient take the lead. Sometimes that's hard for, I know for me as, as a as a wife or a caregiver, I want to be there. I want to hover. I want to do mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. So that was sometimes a struggle because I wanted to do everything. I had to, I had to step back. I had to um, watch your body language, give you that space to allow you to heal in your own way, allow you to to feel the things that you needed to feel, whether it was feel good, Mm -hmm. um, have your good days, and also have your bad days, Mm -hmm. and allow God to also take control. And so he worked not only with you, but also with me. And it was a learning time for both of us, I think. And so based upon that, and again, I think what's important about this conversation, because just like every cancer journey is different, all cancer patients are different. And some cancer patients or some patients may want or desire more hands-on care or attention from their caregiver. And in our particular case, that was not the scenario. And there may be someone that's listening today that you may be trying to support, you know, kind of a strong-willed kind of type A personality. What would be some other tips that you would, you know, suggest to how to manage that in a way that, that the, that you're there, you're available, and you're you're ready you're ready to offer care, but also understand that you need to kind of take some cues from the patient and let them kind of send you a signal and let you know when when it's okay to kind of step in and and cross that boundary. Pay attention, listen, be there, be ready, be ready to do what needs to be done, but also be ready to back off when necessary. Mm. Yes, provide all the the love and support that is needed, but remember that it's not your journey, it's their journey. Um, and yes, you're growing as a caregiver, but your your loved one, it's it's truly it's their journey and you're there to support. Would you say that it is possible then with good intentions to be a caregiver to to cross boundaries and offer care? that the patient may not want at that particular time and and would that be would you consider that to be a counterintuitive situation in other words too much care could be could not be a good thing at absolutely. that time absolutely i know there were times for me when i would try and do too much that you were like enough already and i had to not get my feelings hurt mhm not be in my feelings, right. but listen to you and and be like, oh, gosh, learn from this mm-hmm. and give you your space and allow you to to just heal. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we work through that 
that dance, you mm-hmm. know, there was times that we had to kind of like, you know, monitor each other and, and, and be conscious of that. And I can remember a couple of days that, you know, it was like, okay, I kind of need you to kind of just back up just a little bit, you know, babe, I love you. I know you're here for me because I think that to the point that you make, depending on the nature and the personality of the cancer patient, they're trying to reconcile even within themselves this pathway and this journey that they're on. They're trying to come to terms with, I'm sick, my body is compromised. In some ways, I know from a a male perspective, I I can only speak from a male perspective, coming to terms with kind of, you know, your machismo a little bit in terms of feeling like, you know, you know, you're less than mm-hmm. uh, you You may be viewed as being, you know, uh, less than a man, et cetera, et cetera. You want to continue to try to to have that sense of of freedom and 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 be who you were, be strong, be uh, available. And yet there are times you feel very compromised. I can honestly say that there there were days I remember on the second day out of surgery and I know you remember this very well. My first day out of surgery, I felt great. I didn't I didn't have any pain. As a matter of fact, you will recall, I challenged my, my surgeon. I said, hey, doc, I'm not saying that you didn't do anything, but it doesn't feel like anything was done. He said, oh, give, give this about a day. Mm-hmm. And that following day, I was in really excruciating pain and was having trouble getting out the bed. And, you know, and I remember that I couldn't get up or sit down readily as much as I as quickly as I had in the past. And you were there trying to figure out, okay, do you want me to help you in the bed? Do you want me to help you out the bed? You were, you were, you were monitoring, and I was struggling because I was struggling with the fact that there was an element of my independence that I didn't have control over for the first time, you know, in a really long time. And that really was something that I had to manage and work through. And then we started walking the halls and we started taking laps around the nurses station and I started getting stronger. I could mm-hmm. do more. What was going through your head when you were watching me struggle through that? I was so proud of you. I was so proud of you. Because as you worked through that, um, I could see the, the pain that you were going through. And it not not even just physically, but emotionally. And, and I watched you work through that and the strength that it required for you to mm-hmm. get up and to move. And with each hour that you worked through that and then to, to get up and to physically stand up. And then when we made it to the hallway and then each lap that we would do yeah, and the nurses were cheering. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. I, I, I've never been more proud of you. Never been more proud to be your wife than that day. Well, it was, and again, let me say for what it's worth, it was, I, I certainly could not and would not have want to have done that without you. And having you there obviously meant the world to me and for me, but it was, it was a real major, you know, uh, challenge for me at that time. And and the only other time that I've experienced something like this, as you will very well recall, is when I uh, popped my Achilles tendon. And that mm-hmm. also really hampered my movement and, and put me down for a long time. It was very difficult. And there were days I was grouchy. And there were days that, you know, I was just trying to come to terms with the fact that I couldn't make will my body to do what it had done prior to. And, and so the importance of having 
a caregiver in that particular case that would just be standing by uh, if and when I was ready for help and assistance really was impactful. For those that are listening, for someone, for a caregiver that's listening right now uh, as a deep woman of faith, and, and you also have experienced uh, cancer uh, in your life with your mom having breast cancer also, what would you say as a woman of faith, as a woman who believes in medicine and science, and let me tell you this, short of being a physician, you, can, you couldn't be more <laughs> of an advocate for modern medicine than science unless you became a doctor. What would you say to someone listening today who are trying to balance both of those worlds to encourage them today? Listen to your body. Um, don't, when you, when you have a symptom, go to your doctor. Um, but listen, do what you did. Listen to your body and, and um, advocate for yourself. For women, go to your doctor get your annual exams, do your mammograms. And for men, get your prostate checked, you know, do your exams. And for your colon, make sure you're going to your GIs and getting your colonoscopies across the board. Um, These are very important exams that we shouldn't take lightly. It's very important. Um, You're here today, babe, because you listened. You Listen to your body. Yeah. You advocated. You, you told the doctors down here in Florida, I need a colonoscopy. Right. That's why they caught it early. And, and from a caregiver perspective of, of trying to support a strong-willed uh, uh, man at the end of the day, what would you say to someone who's trying to work through the cadence of being supportive, but also understanding and respecting distance and space. What would you say to someone listening today? Don't get your feelings hurt. Let the patient be in charge and let them drive the bus. You're there to support. And it's not about you. It is about the patient. You will Get more out of it when you see them becoming victorious and winning and crossing that finish line. And you will come out um, together, stronger and mightier together. Well, you've heard today from, again, my secret weapon, my wife, my partner, and I, I love her dearly. And we wanted to have a candid conversation about supporting uh, people who may be a little bit difficult to support uh, who are used to being independent and in charge and 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 how to manage that. And I hope that someone listening today uh, gleaned something from that. Thank you, sweetie, for being there for me. Thank you for being patient with me. And thank you for, at times, not taking uh, some things personal when I, I was simply saying, hey, I need some space right now. I'm trying to work through some things. Trust me, if I need you, I'll pull upon you. I'll call you. And there were times that I did. And there were times that I needed to do that. Um, Thank you so much for for understanding that. And thank you for being my my co-partner and my co-pilot on this journey. I wouldn't wouldn't want to do it without you. And so we're better together. So with that being said today, you've heard uh, from the one and only the incomparable and beautiful Anita McRae, my life and and my heart and, and my soul and my joy. Thank you. I love you so much. I love you too, babe. What a special conversation to have and to hear today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy McRae, our very own Percy, Pastor P, 
with his very own wife, Anita. Uh, what a sweet couple you are. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. And uh, it was a good conversation. We were sitting around uh, and just talking casually, and we were reminiscing over, you know, that period of time. And she shared some of her thoughts, you know, that, you know, I wasn't necessarily the easiest person to give care to. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I have a lot of pride and, you know, my ego. And, yeah. and so I just asked her, how, how did you work through that and how did you manage that? And so that's how this conversation yeah. unfolded. It's really interesting because in our family, I learned a lot more about my son after he got married and I could talk to his wife. Um, and I think I learned a lot more about you from hearing from Anita here today. Absolutely. And that's not a bad thing. No, that's not a bad thing. And one of the things that we want to do, and we try to be very... Uh, candid and transparent here on the show. And of course, I've, I've been now down that path. I've been in that journey. And so I thought it would be only fair to, for people to hear, you know, what, it, what, what that process was for me with her and out of her mouth. Yeah. We'll talk more about it in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Before we go any further, Percy, I want to mention our free resource that's available to listeners this week and something they could download right now at our website, How Cancer May Impact Relationships. Yeah, again, when we talk about, um, you know, the dynamic of cancer and particularly with husbands and wives or even children for that matter, cancer can place a strain and a demand upon uh, the structure of your relationship, good or bad. And you really find out pretty quickly, uh, you know, what type of a uh, uh, reinforcement does your relationship uh, rest upon. Mm -hmm. And so this this uh, document helps people to step through uh, the pros, the cons, the highs and the lows of how cancer may indeed impact one's relationship. And I think it's an important conversation that people should be aware of and hopefully be able to be ministered thereby in the future, if ever in that situation. Again, the resource is entitled How Cancer May Impact Relationships. You can download it right now. Even share the link with someone else to download this free resource, How Cancer May Impact Relationships. Just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, your wife was your caregiver. Yeah. And you admitted that you're a type A kind of guy. Yes, sir. You're a doer. Yeah. And uh, you both had to learn, you know, you had to learn to let her take care of you. Mm. And she had to learn when to, you know, let you be in the driver's seat. So yeah, it's a it's a dance. You know, it's 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 uh, and I think about, you know, the times that she and I have gone out dancing, you have to kind of learn your partner <laughs> and, you know, what steps and et cetera. And that certainly was indeed the case for a type A personality and for a person who is a doer. You know, my wife is a nurturer. She is a doer. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we both had to make adjustments one to another. Uh, and we shared that, you know, particularly uh, right after surgery in the hospital. You know, uh, I remember uh, on one occasion, you know, just really on my second day after surgery that I wanted to I wanted to be a type A. But at that particular point, <laughs> I, I was a type Z at that point. I, there wasn't much I could do. And she was there to help me. But she was waiting for me to give her the green light to understand. Yeah, 
and I, here's here's an area that I could use some assistance. And that was really difficult for me, Wayne. And I openly admit that because of my pride, yeah. my ego. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a strong, healthy, virile young man and well, have been. Well, you the under, underscore the word man yeah, there, well, too, because a lot of us are like that. Absolutely. We? And so uh, it was really a very interesting kind of educational process. And we figured it out. And, and when we did... Uh, it became a much, it became a better manageable situation and scenario for both parties involved. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking as I listened to you talk to Anita, that you both came out of it with flying colors. I mean, you both came out as better people. Yeah. Well, we came out as better people and we came out, uh, our relationship was better as well. Because again, uh, as was the introduction of the resource, how cancer may impact relationships, one of the things to understand is that cancer can place a test and a demand upon everything that's connected to you, including your relationships. Mm -hmm. And you really find out uh, who you are, who your spouse is, Mm -hmm. and who you guys are one to another in that situation because there is an element of pressure and demand and stress that you have to manage and work through being a cancer patient. Yeah, I'm so glad that you both modeled this here today because for some families, they don't come out of this better people. That is, and it's unfortunate, Wayne, I've seen that happen. I've seen uh, relationships dissolve. Uh, I've seen husbands walk away from wives. I've seen wives walk away from husbands because, again, of the stress factor of, you know, I didn't sign up for this. This is, I'm not built for this. I can't handle this. And as a result, really was not able to focus in on what the, the key dynamic was. And that was, what do we need to do? Mm-hmm. And what changes do we need to make for the betterment of the process versus how we individually may feel or not feel about the situation and the circumstance? Yeah. It requires a commitment of selflessness at that point on both behalves to kind of understand what's the goal here right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it was wonderful to hear your wife say to you that she was proud of you as she watched you and watched you recover with strength. You know, we have photos uh, of that. uh, We were taking because uh, we were encouraged and I was encouraged by my uh, surgeon that as soon as possible to get on my feet and walk because of the type of surgery that I had. And again, Mm -hmm. quick replay, you know, I have my colon resection. I had one third of my colon removed. And a key to recovery is that they wanted me to get up and move and walk around as much as possible. And so on that afternoon after surgery, we got up and we started walking and it was slow (laughs) motion. And (laughs) and so uh, I'm guessing you didn't necessarily want to get up. I really did not. It was it was really hard. And and, and the second day was worse because I, I. that's when the pain kicked yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, and I really felt bad, and, and I was really struggling. And so, uh, but being the type of personality that I am, once I was able to get up and once I was able to start walking around, I wanted to do as much as possible. And then it became kind of a competition. I'm a competitive guy. I'm an ex-athlete. I was like, <laughs> well, I want to see if I can do at least two or three more laps than I did the other day. Yeah. And so it became kind of a dynamic that pushed me. And so that's what she was referring to as she watched me kind of push through those moments of of struggling through that process because that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And like any good wife, uh, she says she, she praised you for listening to your body mm. and how often it's it's a spouse who can encourage us to get to the doctor yeah. and to find out and get that, te- that routine test even. Well, in this particular case, as she stated, you know, we – 
you know, in in very interesting ways. And you and I've talked about this in my previous interview. I was prepared for this. There was it was sort of like a dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So when I initially, you know, noticed some things that was abnormal, Wayne, I, you know, given the nature and the history of how many times I have had this conversation from a support perspective, I didn't hesitate to reach out mm-hmm. to to a doc because. I just understand the nature, the insidious nature of cancer. Cancer is sneaky. It can happen very quickly. It can happen without notice. And, you know, if you do not uh, take proactive precautions as as much as you can when you know to do so, uh, it could be a matter of a difference of survivalship or not. And in my particular case, that was absolutely the case. So many of us put it off. We wait, we ignore, we just, you know, we try to brush it off. And again, I just knew I, I just knew too much about the history of this disease to to let that be a mental uh, makeup for me, even though I am very stubborn. But but being aware of this conversation and this dynamic, I knew I needed to go do something. And I appreciated hearing her say that she did not have to. She didn't have to prod me. That was for sure. I reached out quickly. Well, Anita, if you're listening and I know you are, yeah. uh, uh, thank you for submitting yourself to an interview with your very own husband for the program here today. And more more importantly, thank you, sweetie, for loving me during times where I may have been difficult to love and always standing by my side. And Lord knows I could not and would not have wanted to do that without you. So thank you so much. But to all caregivers out there, thank you for all of the care that you give. As I've said before, cancer is not an individual sport. Uh, it requires a, a community of family, friends and loved ones. And so uh, we need you out there. So be encouraged if you're supporting someone today with cancer and work with them and work through the dynamics of difficulty when it's difficult to support your cancer patient. Here's a little inside secret. Uh, Be listening in the weeks ahead Mm. because Anita just might come back. She may make a reappearance (laughs) and talk about some things. Absolutely. in the weeks ahead. All right. One more time on our resource. It's free of charge. Why not go to the website and download it right now? It's called How Cancer May Impact Relationships. Percy's put this together to be as helpful as possible, and you can download it free of charge. You can print it out. You can share it. It's all available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And also take time to answer a question this week when you go to the website. Well, that scripture you read makes so much sense. Can we return to that for a yes, moment? Yes, sir. Our spiritual nugget, and it's so appropriate. Uh, again, located Uh, In the book of Luke and uh, sixth chapter, verse 30, and it says, Give to everyone who asks of you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. But verse 31 is what we're standing on and focusing on. Do to others as you would have them do to you today. And so remember, as you are supporting uh, your loved ones, your family and friends, bear in mind if you were in their position, how would you want to be treated? and uh, your lines of demarcation respected and your needs to be met based upon how you feel at that time is very important. And so uh, we thank God for the opportunity to continue to encourage all caregivers. Thank you to the McCrays for being a part of our program here today. Percy and Anita, I'm Wayne Shepard. Percy, I'll see you next time. Yes, sir. And in, in the meantime, we've got work to do, folks, so let's keep chopping the wood. God bless. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. 
Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.